superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. It's got to be America's team. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It's got to be America's team. He truly believes it. We, the University of Michigan, and our fan base are the only ones who feel this way about this team. <laughs> Earlier on the show, ESPN college football and NFL analyst Robert Griffin III, Fox Sports college football analyst Bruce Feldman. Coming up, co-host of Good Morning Football, Jason McCourty. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. What a great chat with Bruce Feldman. Boy, do I love our chats every single week. As I said to you in the uh, commercial break, Chris, TJ, you might have overheard, but I'm like, anytime he starts asking me, well, what do you think about this Michigan thing? Our, our, our conversation begins to percolate and yeah. cook a little bit. Time for the what pressure gets a little higher. What do you think? Well, <laughs> interesting that you would ask. Well, here's what I, well, I have funny. some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff with RG3 in hour number one. If you missed it, we re-air on channel 210 on the Roku channel. Um, and it's it's great. Um, and uh, it's r- free on all uh, Amazon Fire TV. It is free on the Roku app. It is free on uh, the Roku channel.com. It is free on all Roku devices and uh, couldn't be uh, couldn't be more fired up to be here on the Rich Eisen Show to radio terrestrial radio network or to radio network. Uh, great way to just, uh, I guess, shorthand it. Uh, Sirius XM, <laughs> Odyssey and more. We say hello to our podcast listeners who listen whenever they darn well, please. It is your right. To, uh, to listen to us on demand as well. Um, listen, when you spend an inordinate amount of time with another human being in Frankfurt, Germany, it's tough to quit them. I'm mm. not going to lie. Um, and so joining us now right here on Zoom uh, is the co-host, one of the many hosts, uh, terrific uh, Good Morning Football program on NFL Network, my booth mate for both games in Frankfurt, Germany, Jason McCourty here on the show. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing great. I, I woke up Tuesday morning. And I had to have breakfast without you, Rich, and it it's, just didn't feel the same. It's, so. right? You know, it's a it's a void, right? You would agree. it's a void. You know what I mean? I would say 100. So you miss me? That's the that's, of course. Okay. Thanks for joining. That's all the reason why I want to have you on, just to confirm. <laughs> Plus, also, are you waking up at two in the morning too? Is that what you're doing? One in the morning, twelve right now. The jet lag, you know. It hasn't, it hasn't been too bad. I spent okay. all day Tuesday at home, and then today was back on GMFB, so up at 4.30. So 2, 2, 2.30, 4.30, it's all around the same. Okay. So I'm up and That's right. That's right. Your, your schedule is normally a little bit uh, nutty anyway. Um, so w- what, is, what is your takeaway from uh, the Patriots-Colts game that we called, Jason? Oh, man. It, to me, it was the ending of the game, and everything that we said at that very end of the game describing the Patriots season, I think that's been – the biggest takeaway. And I said it this morning on the show. I do believe at the end of the season, I think they blow it up. I think Bill Belichick is coaching somewhere else next season. I think he's going to continue to do so. I think he's still chasing those those wins to get to all time. So I don't know. There's just a lot. There's a lot going wrong right now in New England. It's uncharted territory, I think. 
you have a franchise in the last 20 years that they don't know how to lose. I say that kind of funny where there's organizations where I won't say it's learned behavior, but you figure out how to muscle through it. I think this is the organization where this is very hard. Nobody's been through times like this or understand how to deal with it. Yeah, and, and you know, um, I had Tom Curran on the show yesterday, Jason, from NBC Sports Boston, mm-hmm. and he said his, his, his uh, guess, and he's got a pretty educated guess there, is that Mac Jones will be the third quarterback the rest of the year. Will Greer will take the bye week to get the reps, and he's going to be the starter. And that Mac is essentially done. Uh, what did you say, Chris, about the Boston Herald is reporting about yeah, the locker the room? Herald is saying that uh, Mac has lost the locker room 80-20. You're kind of done with him and ready to move on. Well, and I don't think we got the sense of that in our, in our conversations. But then again, you know, I don't know how much t- telling tales out of school they would do with a broadcast team before – the game, but that, does that surprise you hearing that about Mac after what we saw? It doesn't surprise me with him being benched at the very end of that game, but I'm with you, Rich. Of being down there talking to them, there was no feeling that going into this game, they were at their wits' end, and it was like, if Mac doesn't perform, we're going elsewhere. But as that game unfolded, he threw that interception that we're kind of looking at each other like, I have no idea why he threw that ball the way he did. To put Bailey Zappi in, I think you said it right away, that he hadn't thrown a pass since the New Orleans Saints game, and you're putting him in to now go win the game, win this entire thing with less than a minute to go. Once you do that, to me, it's hard to come back from that and come out of the bye and say, all right, we truly believe in Mac Jones and he's going to be our guy. Uh, I talked to Tom Curran yesterday, too, and I said I wouldn't be surprised if Will Greer is the guy Mm. because you know they don't believe in Bailey Zappi because they've gone back and forth last season with those two guys, and then he was released at the end of training camp this year. So they obviously thought that Bailey wasn't the guy that's going to take over and be there. So you brought Will Greer in. We watched the way he ended the preseason in Dallas. Why not give him a shot? But I still, with Matt Jones, and I'm not saying he's the guy, but three offensive coordinators in three years, the weapons he has around him, they sure haven't done him any favors to help him play at an elite level. Jason McCourty here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, and let's just briefly hit on the the game that we called two Sundays ago, Dolphins and Chiefs, since these are teams that are still sitting, you know, atop their divisions entering week number 11. Um, Chiefs defense, we're – Give me one that you think is even better in the NFL, or do you think that they are the best such unit in the NFL, Jason? What do you think? I think they're right at the very top in that, but uh, I'm not going to crown them as the best. The Cleveland Browns, to me, they just have been pretty dominant. They come up with some huge plays when they need to. They were down 14 in that game this past Sunday to Baltimore, come up with a pick six uh, to continue to close that gap and eventually win that game. But Kansas City has been unbelievable. I mean, they were up 21-0 to zero in that game against the Miami Dolphins, whose offense has been one of the best in the NFL this year. And it's been fun to watch because I'm a DB. And you get, I get a chance to watch. We got a chance in person to watch LeJarius Need and Trent McDuffie. Those guys have been unbelievable for them in the back end, along with, obviously, Chris Jones and Karlovskis and all of those guys up front. But what Spagnola has done with this defense, just to be able to dominate as the offense is kind of behind this season has been really fun to watch because we haven't seen that since Mahomes has been there. It's been the offense putting up 40 points and the defense just holding on. And this year they've been unbelievable. Well, I mean, and, you know, I've got Chris Jones, by the way. Uh, he's just been booked for our Thursday uh, Rich Eisen show. Um, the Dolphins, you know, when we met with Mike McDaniel, he even said it. He said it to the media. He said it to us. 
The narrative, if we lose this, is that we can't beat winning mm-hmm. teams, and that is not going to be a narrative that I think they're going to be able to squelch this week despite the Vegas Raiders having turned it around with Antonio Pierce. Why do you think the, the Dolphins have issues uh, against winning teams, Jason? I think it's still learning how to win, making those plays in those moments. And the Buffalo Bills game was ugly. They weren't really in that game from the start of it. The Philadelphia game was a good game. It wasn't, it went back and forth a little bit, but the game we were at, the Dolphins did go down 21 to zero in that game, which was odd because you thought Kansas City was a team that was going to come out sleepy because of when they traveled to Frankfurt in the whole nine, but they're in a hole 21 to zero. They fight their way all the way back amongst a turnover that leads to a touchdown, everything that transpired. And then that last drive, Tua has a throw that just is a terrible throw, falls short. And then the last play of the game, he drops the snap. And I think those are the plays when you're playing against winning teams. It's not going to be perfect. You're not going to put up 70 points and it's going to be a blow. It's going to come down to those crucial moments. Who can make the play? And so far this year, the Miami Dolphins haven't been able to make those plays. I think that's what it comes down to, learning how to win in those crucial moments. A lot of times the game comes down to a two-minute situation. You either defending somebody to not score or you're trying to go score. And for them to beat a good football team, they're going to have to figure out ways in those moments to come up with those plays. Jason McCourty here on the Rich Eisen Show. You just mentioned how the Dolphins are having trouble closing games against winning teams because of maybe the little things that are not getting done. Mm -hmm. The Bills seem to have been crowned as the team that cannot get the little things done right. And now... Ken Dorsey has been bounced in between weeks 10 and 11, Jason, and it's a short week. The Bills have the Jets coming up on a Sunday after a Monday night loss at home. How do you think that's going to change anything with Joe Brady calling the plays for the first time for for Josh Allen? Uh, To me, this felt like panic in, in Buffalo right now. And you can criticize Ken Dorsey and say the offense hasn't been as good, and it, which it hasn't in the prior years. But you look at it when your quarterback's leading NFL in turnovers, that's going to force you to not be as good of of an offense. An offensive coordinator does not control that. And then on top of that, I don't know if Ken Dorsey gets fired if they win that football game Mm. against the Denver Broncos. And as you go back and look at that game, there was two calls of blitz zero, one leading to a pass interference that put the Broncos in field goal range. And then they had 12 men on the field which led to ultimately the game-winning field goal. Ken Dorsey has absolutely nothing to do with either of those plays. So you can get on him and say they didn't do X, Y, and Z. They played well enough to win a football game on Monday night in primetime. They fell short. Sean McDermott calls the plays on defense, especially in coordinator. But whoever's fault it was, you don't really have to sub on a mayday situation where they're going for that field goal. Force them to make the kick. So some of those issues that transpired to me weren't even Ken Dorsey's in that one game. And you're getting rid of him. I think it's panicked of, of a sense of like, we got to do something to figure out why we're at the record that we're at. But I'm not really convinced that now all of a sudden it's not like Joe Brady can install a brand new offense. If we believe that he's just going to call plays to a extent where now this Buffalo offense is going to blow up with the same weapons as everybody else around, I'm not too sure of that. Well, you're also the perfect guy to, to ask this part of the Buffalo Bills uh, equation question here. Um, as a uh, defensive back, formerly in the National Football League, also a brother playing in the league, can you uh, interpret Trevon Diggs' post during the Monday <laughs> night loss about his brother, 14, got to get up out of there? W- w- what's your interpretation of this? 
Uh, I hit Deb up right away because uh, my eight years in Tennessee, we never made the playoffs. And I went to Cleveland, didn't win a single game. At no point did Deb ever take to Twitter and say, we got to get number 30 up out of there. <laughs> I would have I appreciated it if he could have got me somewhere else. But I, you look at this and you're like, all right, Trevon's on another team. He's just talking to his brother. But those guys are close. You got to assume some of the things he's saying is coming from Stefan. And I'm not saying he wants out, but he's obviously frustrated. We saw that in the offseason. So it's very interesting to me. Mm. At the same time, if I'm the Buffalo Bills, Stefan Diggs is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Any given Sunday when he steps foot on the football field, he dictates the other team's defense. He's not going anywhere. I don't care what his brother's writing on X. He can do an Instagram story, whatever the case <laughs> may be. Stefan's here. He's our guy. We love him. We'll do whatever he needs. But if I'm Buffalo, Stefan's not going anywhere. And uh, I will ask you, Jason McCourty, before I send you off on the rest of your, your Wednesday, the question Chris Brockman asked me at the top of the program, uh, two power rankings. Give me your power rankings of the AFC North teams now. Um, and this is a, a division that uh, every now and then over the last month um, has entered a playing week with all four teams in a playoff spot. Uh, right now, the Bengals are the only ones on the outside looking and sniffing it, as we say here on the Rich Eisen Show. But now, mm -hmm. with the news of Deshaun Watson being done for the mm -hmm. year, how would you power rank the AFC North teams? Yeah, uh, AFC North, I'm going to start from number four. I'm, I, the Cleveland Browns, to me, are number four at this point. And they've really looked good in that second half comeback. Deshaun Watson didn't throw an incompletion. But without your starting quarterback, I don't see them beating the other three out in that division. The third team, I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I know right now they have a better record than the Cincinnati Bengals. And Kenny Pickett's taking care of the football. But he also only has six touchdown passes. They're conservative. They're finding ways to win. But I have the Bengals ahead of them at number two. I think with Joe Burrow being healthy, I know they lost that game to Houston. But I just feel like Burrow looks like himself. Lou Anarumo is a mastermind on defense. They're going to figure things out the closer we get to the end of the season. And then number one is the Baltimore Ravens. Somehow, if they just figure out how not to lose the game in the fourth quarter, they're going to win the entire thing this year because they've dominated for three quarters throughout probably the last three seasons. And somehow or another, they find a way to fall apart defensively, offensively in the fourth quarter. But I still think Lamar Jackson has looked really good this year. I know the Sunday wasn't great. And that defense is one of the best in the NFL as well. So I do think Baltimore is number one in that division. Jason, I truly did uh, cherish the time that we got to, you know, kind of get to know each other because uh, you're on Good Morning Football on the East Coast. I'm out here, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and on our West Coast uh, fort, if you will, um, and calling the games. You're awesome at it, and I had a blast. I truly did. You're terrific at it. I appreciate it. I did, too. I got a chance to share the booth with an absolute legend, so it was a it was an honor to sit down and ask you questions and just listen oh. to your journey as well. I appreciate that. So I, thought you were referring, I thought you were referring to Orlovsky for a second, um, <laughs> you know, because he is – he is legendary in many rights. Do you want to ask Jason the question you asked me about his uh, eating habits um, in, oh. in Germany? Because oh. I didn't see I didn't see him eat this uh, in the many breakfasts that we had and 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 other snacks. Yeah, I don't Jay, think we were just wondering because Rich was talking. Uh, TJ here, what's up, brother? Good to meet you. Uh, what's up? We were talking about pretzels, and I was like, "Well, yeah, you and Jason, did you, you you have pretzels together?" And he was like, "I don't think did he you, ate um, well, they anything put, like they that." They put the plate down. Um, I didn't. Plate. I don't know. I, I, you took a picture with it, but I didn't see you actually consume one of the pretzels. 
Jason. No, I took I took I took a few pretzels down. I wasn't okay. Dan was the one eating just plain chicken breast. He said he can eat just nine chicken breasts, nothing on it, plain as day. Oh, no, I took I geez. took a few pretzels. The donuts we had Sunday though, oh. those surprised me. There was filling in the middle of them. Yes. And usually when there's a when there's a hole in the middle, yeah. there's no filling in the right. donut. So when I bit it, me too. it was filling all over it. I, I wasn't a fan of that. So I, I left the donuts. Oh. I went oh, wow. You were not you you you're not a custard guy. Is what you're saying? No, and it can't surprise me. Like if there's a hole in the middle, there's not supposed to be anything inside the donut that <laughs> lets you true. know before you. Bite. Like I don't want to be surprised when I bite into my donut. No, I understand. You you want to just straight up? Um, I understand. I'll be straight up with you too. Uh, that that was a pleasant surprise for me. I didn't expect it. <laughs> I didn't expect it, but. Uh, uh, it was uh, awesome, I, like I said, uh, getting to know you. I look forward to doing more with you and, um, you know, keep on crushing it. We'll chat again soon, Jason. Will do. Appreciate it, Rich. You got it. That's Jason McCourty right here, at Jason McCourty. Just delightful. He and his wife, we got a chance to meet, and it was great. It was really, really good. So he's referring to the uh, uh, Sunday Chiefs Dolphins. Okay. They brought in this huge plate of pretzels. I Instagrammed out a picture. Right, of, of they of, looked amazing. Right, and that's where, you know, Orlovsky picked the salt off yeah. of it. It's just like. <laughs> so what was this chicken breast thing? That, that's cereal Jason killer. Bacon. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just or everything that you heard He's about Orlovsky is flat out true. <laughs> All of it is not in any way, shape, or form slanderous, libelous, whatever you want to say. Printed, talked, all of it. True. But on this past Sunday, they brought in a plate of glazed donuts, chocolate okay. and vanilla, both of them with some sort of stripey glaze on top of the glaze. Okay. It was vanilla stripes on the chocolate donut, chocolate stripes on the vanilla donuts. Okay. In. And the donuts, as he said, they were not like Boston cream sort of donuts with no hole in it they it's, had the hole these are typical donuts with a hole in it okay and i had i was starving <laughs> and i went and i i grabbed it the vanilla one i went for the vanilla one with the, the, chocolate the chocolate stripes stripes took a bite into it and it was custard filling nah. around, around the inside, inside. Wow. i can't do custard. next level baking wow boom <laughs> Yes. I don't like the custard. He like didn't like it. He was surprised know. because you don't normally have an inside yeah, the round that, donut yeah, glaze. That is interesting. That is next yeah. level. Uh-uh. Boston cream. It's I one thought big that solid was a, thing. That right was, in the middle. Somebody's just like, you know what? We got to kick this up. <laughs> they were watching the bear, I guess. <laughs> right? Oh. During the fall. Oh. <laughs> Marcus oh. came up with a new... Uh, I just found it funny that Jason's right. like, he didn't... He, he, he and I didn't discuss it. We did an entire four quarters of action without discussing. Did you taste the donut having glaze in, You're right, on a top and custard in the middle? I mean, uh, uh, yeah. inside? It was a full. But like Chris says, you know, time. watching GMFB, it looks like he's still in enough shape. He can go out there and give you yeah. 15, 20 I mean, plays right Pats now. Pats could like, use him this year. <laughs> so it doesn't seem like he was so. eating anything but fruit. Game time tickets. Everybody should get the game time app. Please do so. We all have the game time app. They also are a terrific partner of both of our podcasts that we're putting out there on Mondays and Tuesdays, Overreaction Monday and What the Football. All of us on all the podcasts and the show 
have a game time account. We love using it. We are using it. We are buying tickets with it. We love how easy it is. We love seeing the all-in pricing. We love seeing what the view is from our seats. All of it is awesome, and you will love it too because it is so easy. You can buy tickets in just two taps, view from all seats in the venue, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection. How about that job loss protection? on game time tickets take the guesswork straight out of buying tickets with game time it's simple download the game time app create an account use my code rich r-i-c-h twenty dollars off your first purchase restrictions apply visit gametime.co for terms again create an account and redeem the code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed marshall falk was on what the football yesterday he has an interesting take on the bills changing offensive coordinators and yes we will put the Draymond story in a headlock. <laughs> Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. game with Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo over there okay. where I will read out the facts they will guess whether it's true meta or false meta and then you will confirm okay let's okay, do it here we go the Rich Eisen show presents <laughs> real meta our test that's a three Bang! or fake meta I wore number 37 for the Lakers because Michael Jackson's album Thriller was number one on the billboard charts for 37 consecutive oh. nights <laughs> true meta no or way. fake no way no is way. it fake meta that is 100% true <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> that's true I knew it was 37 album, weeks man. but I wouldn't guess alright next one right <laughs> before his come back with the Wizards. I broke uh, I broke two of Michael Jordan's ribs in a pickup game and delayed his comeback by three months. I was so upset about it, I didn't leave my house for days. True meta or fake meta? I think that's true. I'm saying true. That's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I love Michael Jordan. My, one of my, well, probably my favorite player. You broke his ribs? It was on accident. It was a summertime okay, pickup good. game and it was an intense game. In 2010, an art show honoring me was held in Toronto, Canada entitled Lovable Badass. Uh, uh, false. True. That's true. Yeah, we have a tie! <laughs> All right, last one. Last one. In 2010, I was cited for driving a race car with an expired registration down a city street. <laughs> oh, True meta or fake meta? Uh, based on his reaction, I'm going to say true. <laughs> I got to go true, too. I get true. That's true. That's true. It was an Indy 500 car. It was fun. What? <laughs> cool, how did you, you, young how did you dumb? fit in that thing? I, I didn't really fit. I was real like this and hitting the gas with my one little pinky toe. It was, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> 
We got to get him back and do that again. Oh, man, that was funny. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or, or just stop by. Sam in Indiana, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Sam? Hey, Rich. Hey, guys. So I hey, was up, lucky Sam? enough to be able to go to this uh, Colts Patriots game in Frankfurt, Germany, and I had a fantastic time. Um, well, because you're I, from Indiana. <laughs> yeah. So I know it was not the, the best turnout for the game, you know, 10 to 6, but just the whole experience in general was right. a once-in-a-lifetime chance. Um, started Friday night, the Colts had rented out this place called Chicago Meat Packers there in Frankfurt, and Jim Irsay ended up giving away like $4,000 or 4,000 cool. euros in trivia questions. I love oh, it. Wow. Um, he's he's, he's and, awesome. By the way, when I said you're because you're from Indiana, I wasn't, you know, making fun of your home state or town. I'm saying that you saw a win, you know. Could you imagine flying all the way across there and watching what the Patriots fans saw? Holy crap. Oh, I crap. know. That last, that last drive when oh. Bailey Zappi went in, I actually got a little bit nervous for a second because I thought, you know, they might turn something out on this last drive. Yeah, yeah I hear you. But um, Sunday, we had, there was a, a pregame event we went to, and I was lucky enough to meet Edron James, oh, uh, cool. Hall of Famer from Colts history. Uh, went to the game Sunday, and I sat next to uh, a a German cheesehead uh, Packers fan uh, decked out in full regalia and it. a Croatian uh, Patriots fan. And we, you know, we talked the whole game about American culture and how we enjoyed watching football games. And I was lucky enough to see the it result with a Colts win. So I will say, though, I thought going there when the stadium was, they said it was a small stadium, about forty eight to 50,000 people. That, yes. Um, that, that's a small stadium compared to NFL places, but Sitting there, it reminded me a lot of when I was a kid going to the RCA Dome, mm-hmm. with it being also a small venue, you know, like 50, 55,000 people. And it brought back a lot of old memories of being a kid watching those those classic Colts in the 2000s. It's so a neat, it's a neat environment, say, right? I mean, where you're meeting people from Europe who love football and you're just chit-chatting and they're talking you up, you're talking them up, um, you know, oh, and, yeah. it, 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 and you're seeing like a United Nations gathering all you know instead of you know a diplomats from different countries it's just people from different countries wearing you know derrick henry throwbacks even though the titans aren't in the game and you know um greg lloyd to steeler jerseys and you know it, it, i i love it. it it really everyone should take the time to go to an international game if they can do it you oh, know? oh for sure i'm i'm waiting for the next time the colts do something like this maybe again in in london if they play the jacksonville jaguars over there or um, maybe a new venue somewhere, another country, either you know, Spain, Ireland. I'm here in Spain is next, and thanks oh, for the call, man. Sam. Greatly appreciate it. That's what I'm hearing. That would be so cool. Yeah, I'm here in uh, Madrid, I believe, is Bar potentially out. next for next year. Yeah, or or uh, Brazil. Are you okay, on the road, Rich? I don't know. Now Rich. I have no it's idea. Time. It's Listen. time. Well, it's that's what, you know, when I interviewed Robert Kraft, he, you know, he. It's again, like I said, the Saturday, the Sunday nights and Monday night games in Germany kick off at two in the morning. Yeah. And and it's just really tough for for a for any team to play there, and 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 you would sometimes hear well you're hearing that a team from London or Germany could just go on a month long road trip in the states and be based out of say South Carolina on the East Coast or North Carolina on the East Coast just be based there and then travel around the country and then like but what player wants to do that? What player wants to go, you know, tell their wife and children sitting in a foreign country that they've all moved to so you can play football there? I'll I'll see you in a month. 
You know, like no player is going to want to do that. And then the competitive imbalance of like, okay, you're on a month long road trip, but then the competitive imbalance of, of teams then flying out for a week, getting used to a time zone that everyone else is already fully adjusted to for a month. It just doesn't work. But what does work is exporting the sport to different cities around the world and having a full complement of games uh, go international. You get a handful in London, a handful in Germany, in different spots, and then try it out in other countries. Man, uh, could you imagine like an NFL game in Paris or Rome or you, you just keep going? Rich, let's, let's talk about this Brazil thing because if you, you go. do Brazil – I'm going with of course, you. I'm sure you know. I'm sure you know. I'm just, just going to be honest with I'm you. I'm sure you know a bunch of people there. I, I, you know? I, 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 I've seen pictures of people who live in Brazil. Okay. I see and what I, you're and saying. I want to okay. be there. on the rich eyes. Thank show. you very much. So I'm just saying. Not creepy at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> me and Canto Brazil. So here we are again. Um, <laughs> here we are again in 2023, oh. and it just feels like Groundhog Day once again. Uh, talking about Draymond Green's on-court comportment, behavior, activities, and how completely um, beyond the pale some of his uh, physical assaults on others uh, are going to be handled by the commissioner. It really is just like a mad lib. Change the names of the teams, change the names of the players, change the body parts that he is uh, connecting with or using in his own right to connect with other body parts. It really is a mad lib. And and then and then cue the Draymond Green response, I am who I am, and this is who I am, and no one's ever going to tell me to be who I am. Mm-hmm. And then you can cue up um, his response on his own podcast, and then you will uh, also get ready to cue up his Hall of Fame induction speech, because that's where he's going to wind up. Um, maybe it'll take him longer because of everything else that I'm talking Honestly, I, I don't know. That's my reaction to it. My reaction to it, you know, and and him taking a guy who appeared to be, at the time, a peacemaker. Again, I'm not in the scrum. I'm not seeing everything. And I know Steve Kerr, who I love and adore and trust in every way, shape, or form. Believe me, and I know he's maybe a coach trying to be there for his player. Um, you know, saying that I guess what Gobert was uh, had his hand on Clay. But the bottom line happened. is, you cannot take away anything but having Rudy Gobert in that headlock for as long as he had it is just untenable. Completely not part of basketball. Shouldn't be part of basketball. Should never be part of basketball and should earn Draymond Green some form of lengthy punishment. RG3 said 25 games earlier in the in the show. I think that's a little me. excessive. Well, uh, like a lot, but, but, I mean, you know, you, 10, when you see Denzel for... Perryman in the league getting in the NFL getting three games for six incidents apparently over a span of uh, a handful of years, I, we've lost track of the number of incidents. You can actually peg the number of incidents that he's had in the playoffs based on, you know, um, different locations. They're all in Northern California, too. You know, I mean, uh, him sitting out a game against the, uh, the the Cavs in the finals by watching an Oakland A's game across the street with Marshawn Lynch, right? You know, obviously what happened on Sabonis last, last year yeah. in Sacramento. I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't know what to say other than here we are again. And um, 
Has he talked yet? I haven't seen no, any. I saw, I saw an Instagram post. That was on, from Sunday. That was, that was before, right? Yeah, that was from over the weekend. Right, so he was yeah. obviously getting ready to roll. This is, by the way, Rudy Gobert, um, after the game, made it seem like um, <laughs> he was expecting it and, and, and that Draymond did it because he didn't want to play in a game that Steph Curry wasn't suited up for. Check it out. It's kind of funny because it's a fun game. I was, I was telling myself that Steph is not playing, so I know Draymond is going to try to get ejected. Because every time Steph doesn't play, he doesn't want to play well. It's the guy Steph, so he just uh, do anything he can to be ejected. It's all good. You know? What did you think when you saw the video of it? Nothing more. You know, it's just uh, some clown behavior. You know, I'm proud of myself for, you know, uh, being uh, the bigger man again and again. Uh, you know, and, uh, and yeah, you know, he doesn't even deserve me putting my hands on him. You know, uh, I think he's just, uh, you know, my team needed me tonight. And uh, I did whatever, whatever I could to, to you know, uh, keep my cool and uh, show that I wasn't making the situation worse. Uh, and, uh, and I do hope, though, that uh, the, the committee is going to do what needs to be done. Clown behavior is what he says. And, um, you know, how about that? That it wasn't a, it was doubly unprofessional behavior, um, the physical aspect of it. And then the, uh, he's accusing him of saying he, he knows we're not going to win without Steph, so why am I out here? So I'll just get ejected. <laughs> that did happen within the first 90 seconds of the game. Yeah, so you know, I thought of, it was 0-0. I, I, I looked at the screen. It me of Earl Weaver, that famed Earl Weaver yeah. ejection <laughs> to the top of the first. Top of the first. You know, that, that famed YouTube video. I mean, it's just it seemed like Draymond had this in his head. Oh, this is happening? Great. He immediately went. Like, someone was coming. I, I was tweeting about it last night. Your, your first instinct can't be, I got to put this guy in a chokehold. Like, what is going through your mind? Well, he's, I mean, Gobert is seven, what, two? Four, seven, two, four? He's, he's a giant. Seven, I know. But, and that's another like thing, six, too. Like, his six. body weight, what if his body weight twists in a certain way and he's, uh, you know what I mean? Like, Draymond that's is not dangerous, a little guy. Draymond man. is jacked and he's got this guy by his neck. Yeah. You're now, Adam Silver, what is it, a week? At least? No, no, at least 10, at least 10 games. 10 games, 10's huh? 10's a lot, man. Two weeks. Because look, three this weeks. isn't like Xavier McDaniel when he choked out Wes Matthews back in the day, like two yeah, hands but, firmly but around it's a, the neck. But it's a different day, though, where it's back then day. back then the NBA was kind of like a wild west True. in a way that, that as you know, David Stern came in to put his stamp on things and to say, we're not doing this. for staring at someone after a dunk. Yeah, that's nuts, too. This, this behavior, you can't have it. You can't have it. This is a guy with a long checkered history. See you later. I don't know. I I feel five is probably the acceptable. Well, five is what? That's like a ten. that's like a week, like a week and, and a half. half. No way. To the end of the year. See well, I mean, I, we'll see you in twenty twenty four. When's Adam Silver going to be thing, like, it chiming was, in soon? It was a reverse chokehold, right? But it, at no point did it ever feel like super violent to me. 
Like it uh, felt like I don't oh, know about man. that. It looks like it. Well, because Gobert was like, you know, everyone already made all the jokes. So, well, I mean, Gobert kind of just gave up. He was like, okay, bro, like, what are we doing here? I know. I wouldn't you give up it. too. I mean, so that's why it didn't just seem like it hurt. got to like a violent DJ. spot. It was just kind of oh, funny. I don't, know, I don't know, man. He doesn't oh, want to get fined or something. I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm just saying like I never looked at it and thought like, oh man, this is gonna get out. It was like, what's he doing? And then it got chippy with the Lakers last night too, huh? Yeah. Kind of like almost a few minutes after this, I know. There was a, there's only there one thing going the, on. The only there. thing that's the same, uh, the only comparisons you or draw lines you can draw between the two, it's just there's maybe they're reacting to the, what that weird floor, the in-season tournament floor. <laughs> Do you not like the floor? I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> what did you say? They're, the they're floor it looks you? like a bowling alley. <laughs> they're like trying set up to the make pins. it special. That's like a big pin. You know. Gobert's a huge pin. <laughs> huge pin. Let everybody know this is the in-season tournament. What does that mean? What does that mean? Tournament. Do you know how it works? Tell me how it works. Well, What's the pool knows play? How it works. How's it working? I do know how it works. <laughs> How's it working? I do know how it works. So, so what were the stakes for that game last night? Can you explain it to me? No. And I'm good. I'm good I at mean, things being, you know, understanding things. So there's six groups of five teams. Yep. So that's yeah, that's that. thirty. Yes. Okay. Yep. You win your group during yep. pool play. You're yep. automatically moving on. And then you got the eight, and then three other uh, top teams. Like wild card. And then bam, you got a little quarter. You got an eight team tournament. Okay. So and so <laughs> these games count as regular season games. Yeah, However, yeah. if you make it to the final four, those are two extra games added on to your season. So if you play the whole year, which most players don't, you could play eighty four games. Okay. 500k to the winner. Great. For the 12th so, guy at the end of the bench, that's a lot of money. You know where the you know where the money should go to? To the people who have to deal with the floor. That's it. You gotta pick up the floor, you gotta put on a new floor. Did everybody get like a floor, a different floor? Are there, are there 30 different floors yeah. or 29 different floors? No, the 30 different floors. There's 30 different floors. Because the clipper floor has got to be different from the Laker floor, yeah, right? Correct. But also, somebody, you know, so it was somebody's job during the offseason to say, let's come right up now. with the floor. Yeah. Hey, you, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come up with a new floor. Oh, really? You know what they should do? They should take those people who make up the new floors <laughs> and come up with an idea to put coaches back in suits and ties again. Now that I'm for. Nobody wants that. Everybody wants that, well, except the coaches. Well, Quinn I'm Snyder not a coach. I don't want it. it. Brought to you by, name, name some, the local Martinizer. You know, Martin, what's that? Uh, it's, you know, uh, dry cleaning. Oh, <laughs> you should do that. Yeah. By the way, with the tournament, though, it's more than just that. They take in points. They take in point differential. They work oh, all yeah. this up. Yeah, it's so cool. It's, it's like the just... soccer, you know. Okay, great. Champions League. All Excellent. Okay. Well, I still don't know like, how it works. Seems like the players are getting no a little idea. chippy. And the only reason why. The games why. are kind of more intense. Is that what it is? Because they want like they want to win the in, the in-season tournament. Yeah. Is that what it is? You want to be the, the first so to bad, win So badly, NBA Steph sat it out last night. NBA Cup was injured. Who sat out? Steph Steph wasn't in. Is he hurt? He's hurt. Is he? I have him on my fantasy Is he back tonight? He's hurt. No. Okay. That's what happens in the NBA. If you get one ankle injury, you're out for five. Yeah. No, I got four, five guys with sprained ankles all out two weeks. Oh, I'm sorry to like, hear that. What am I supposed to do? You know what you're supposed to do? You know what I'm going to do? Because my fantasy team is stinks right now. I'm going to create a new floor. Well, I got to say. New floor. <laughs> new how's Eisen is in his uh, bottom two spots? I know. Yeah. Is it karma? <laughs> Karma's more than a boy on the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah. I had to take out both Eisen guys I didn't want to okay. do it. Felt like I owed it to I know you. That. I know that. Not so much to Cooper. Don't take it out on my son. I know. I felt bad <laughs> the about that. The of the father. Okay. Don't yeah. take it out you, on my I beautiful twelve-year-old. Look at that. Look at that. Let's set up the pins and roll it down the alley. That looks better than some of the other ones. Like the war, the Nuggets one was like all blue. It's bright. Can't it's even tell. Like a, and then it has I like the it. yellow it has streak down the middle. Fifty-two eighty. Is that how many feet above sea level they are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There it's it is. Cool. I don't know. It is great. It's different. It is different.
All European fans love it. Seven ten split. <laughs> With Gobert, you'll never miss. There should be a guy. Who, every team should have a number seven and a number ten, and they should play split on either side. Have, of you, ever, have you ever hit one of those? Uh, once upon a time, bowling on the one, green in too. Staten Island, New York, years ago. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break here on the program. <laughs> um, some interesting takes on what the football yesterday. Uh, one involving the Texans and Marshall Falk on the Bills. Oh, yes, that's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Do you guys follow a an account on the Hellscape? Um, at Art Butt Sports. I do. Okay. It is unbelievable. <laughs> no, so whoever runs this account is a genius. Well, topical uh, of our last conversation. This is the rendering of the head of St. John the Baptist on a charger by Andrea Solari in 1507. Yep. <laughs> That's the real and painting the way, on the bottom and then last night's headlock. Whoever does this account. They're so fast. Like, this happened, and then minutes later, he had this up. So, I wonder whoever they, or she, who, uh, yeah, she whoever, whoever does it, is. it, is it like an AI thing where you take a screenshot and put it in, and out comes the the painting? That's kind of what I'm or thinking. Or is somebody just really incredible? Like, Susie, art history Susie's is, uh, is an art history yeah, major. Yeah. She will look at things and go, "That I've seen something like that before, and whatever. You know, and fact, she will know paintings and histories and whatever. I don't know. I think the speed that, at which this person is, is posting them makes me think AI. All right, so it's Alan Iverson running the town? Thank you so much. <laughs> Even better. Thank you so much. Uh, hit what, are you, what are you so scrolling? Good. What are you scrolling I'm over there? Art, but I'm are you seeing what I'm talking it's, about? It's yeah. such a good account. It is. This is kind of funny. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. This one of Jason Tatum laying down. <laughs> it's funny. Last night, really funny. that's impressive. It's good. It was in 1507, they decided to uh, foreshadow <laughs> Draymond's headlock of Rudy Gobert, 2023. There it is, 2023 in the top, 1507 on the bottom of the screen. I know on our, our Twitter, I put the clip of Lou Ferrigno choking out Jason That's Sager right. From, I love you, man. From I love you, man, I saw that. That was funny. Well done. Good job. That was Art of different sort. Tatum One's down. Renaissance. You're a Renaissance man. <laughs> That's a good one. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, so here's my, you know, two cents on the firing of Ken Dorsey. Um, it really all depends on on how um, Josh Allen's doing. Uh, and all with all due respect, I mean, like this is a quarterback-driven league, and I think we even have sound from uh, the head coach um, yesterday saying. Something similar to that effect. Honestly, if I have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. I have no idea if what Trayvon Diggs is tweeting is have anything to do with Allen and Diggs or whatever's going on. But whatever's going on between the temples of this quarterback, you know, and whatever is going on in the field where he's having some interception-itis, turnover-itis, you know, maybe that's what the, the coach is, is after right here. Check it out. Where do you see Josh right now, just just mentally? Yeah, I mean, probably not where we'd like him to be. Um, and that's that's natural based on some of the results that we've gotten this year, some of the results he's gotten, um, some of the turnovers in particular. And uh, But I'm confident that he'll find it. And, and I think, again, just some of the new energy around our offense, my hope is um, and my aim is that it'll, it'll create a little bit of confidence, clarity, and, and an ability to anticipate it as opposed to, 
in some cases react. And, um, and I think that's what a part of playing the quarterback position is all about. He did say, Josh Allen, recently that Joe Brady, speaking of Brady, uh, the quarterback um, coach, now the new offensive coordinator, had a lot of juice to him. And uh, honestly, I, I, nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes at all. But the coaches decided 10 weeks in to shake it up. And, you know, RG3 said, and Jason McCourty said, essentially it smacks of panic. Because you're switching things up. And and the question is, is would you have done this had there not been a 12th man on the field for that game missing, game ending, and then ultimately winning field goal for the Bills? The Bills won that game if there wasn't a 12th man on the field. Would you have fired Ken Dorsey coming off a win, being 6-4? and four? And if the answer is no, then why are you doing it now? Because the results-oriented business, and they are 5-5, five and five, and something's up with Josh Allen. And Marshall Falk on What the Football with Susie Schuster and Amy Trask, available where all podcasts are acquired, without doubt, said that this is something that the coach felt desperate to do. It is a desperate time, and this is just only a potential gateway to his own firing if it doesn't work out. What do you think's happening in Buffalo? Um, it, it's it's typical, you know. Head coach is starting to feel it. They're getting a new stadium. You want to go into that new stadium, a winner in the AFC. Like Buffalo's the oldest team. They seem young, but the clock is ticking. Last year, Leslie Frazier wasn't good enough. This year, you get rid of Dorsey. Obviously, Dable's gone, and now they're going to put uh, Joe Brady in the mix as if. Um, that experience in Carolina went well. <laughs> I mean, the guy did a great job in college. And 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 let's be honest, um, Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow. I don't care who's calling plays for him. And right now, Sean McDermott is grasping for straws. He understands. When the offensive coordinator go and the defensive coordinator go, you're next. Pretty soon. You're not getting to hire another OC and another DC next year. Um, this family, uh, is it the, what, the Pagulas? Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. want to win. And they've given them the money, and they've done everything to win. Um, clock is ticking. Clock is ticking. Hmm. Only seven games left this year, too. And you got to wonder, if they miss the playoffs, do they blow the whole thing up? Ooh. And the question is, you know, how – honestly, right now, how is Josh Allen feeling? Because if Allen's just, like, feeling guilty that Dorsey just lost his gig and he's going to take that somehow, some way into a game, I have no idea. Again, this is all speculation. Completely. But you have to sit here and think that, as Marshall pointed out, I want the football. Last year was the D.C., this year it's the O.C. And if neither of those buttons get pushed to the satisfaction of ownership, then it'll be the H.C. Seven years he's been there. Five and five, third toughest schedule here on out. Clock is ticking indeed in western New York. Hmm. One other uh, point uh, made on what the football. I thought Amy made an interesting one talking about the Texans. And her point is this. Do you remember last year? You do. That's just, trust me, you will. Uh, but I'll start it this way. Remember last year when Lovey Smith spit Lo- his last Lovey. breath mm-hmm. at the ownership and management suites of Houston by winning a game in the <laughs> final throws of the season, knowing he's going to get fired, winning a game that cost Houston the first overall draft choice. Yeah. And Amy's point is everyone's saying how Lovey – was hurting Houston, and it was his best move on behalf of the Bears in years, right? And even some (laughs) on behalf of the Bears then 
than when he was coach of the Bears, as the Bears wound up with the first overall pick and they wound up trading it to Carolina. But all that led to C.J. Stroud going to Houston. And Lovey, in, as we all were ascribing to him, bitterly ruining the Texans' opportunity to pick first overall, wound up bequeathing, as at the end of the day, C.J. Stroud on Houston. And, and <laughs> Houston, using the pick they got from Cleveland in the Deshaun Watson trade, traded up to get Will Anderson. Yep. And this team is now 5-4. and four. Looking pretty damn good. So I ask you guys to end this program in the few minutes we have left. Would you rather be the Bears having an opportunity at the first overall pick this year because Carolina is so terrible? We're just taking Carolina out of the equation. Sure. Would you rather be the Bears having the opportunity to pick first and maybe even second or fifth or fourth? Yep. And deciding what to do with Justin Fields from there on out. Or would you rather be the Houston Texans? Stroud in, Will Anderson in, you don't have a pick next year. Which position would you rather be in? The Bears, who are definitely in the middle of what appears to be a lost season this year, but with a ton of capital coming up in a draft with all these kids next year, but you don't know how good they will be. Or you're Houston, you get Stroud and Will Anderson. DJ Moore, also part of that deal, remember? Correct, yes, sir. Uh, hey, uh, uh, that's tough. Houston. TJ, let me ask you this: From the Watson trade, they have three ones coming their way from the Browns, right? Um, I think they've got this year's draft, and do they have one more after? I don't know. The next year, maybe. Okay. But again, who would you, uh, forget uh, that. Mm, forget that, man. I guess, I guess because you, you don't have, have you don't have your own one next year. Yeah, I guess because you have that number one spot, and it looks like it's filled for the next fifteen years. I guess I'd rather be Houston. That's the thing. Justin like, Fields is starting this week. Right, but you still, jury's still out on him. And they're going to, remember last year, it's just like, do you pitch Fields for Bryce Young? And they didn't. And Bryce is struggling at present for Carolina to the point where the, the Bears may have the first overall pick again and not of their own making. And they'll have an opportunity to swap out fields for another first overall quarterback. This time it's potentially Caleb Williams or Drake May or whomever. Whoever. I would rather be Houston too because yeah. you know who it is and you know he can do it. And it doesn't appear to be fluky. And you also got Will Anderson too. And yeah. you're five and four. Yep. And you got the coach, right? It does appear. Seems like the coach is locked yeah. in. And all of it, at the time, we were all like, Lovey just screwed him. Lovey knew what he was doing, apparently. Lovey screwed the Texans, helped the Bears. Nope. And instead, what it wound up doing is put the Carolina Panthers in a a spot that they, at this point, didn't push the right button, it appears. But the Texans, everybody thought Lovey screwed over the Texans. They got C.J. Stroud. Lovey was an op, man. We thought he was screwing over the Texans. He was screwing the Bears. (laughs) Just a fascinating, everybody get get what the football with Susie and Amy. It's great every week, this week as well, where all your podcasts can be acquired. That'll wrap it up for this show today. Bill Burr in studio tomorrow. Hey. And Chris Jones of the Chiefs.